Hello and welcome to Behind the Lashes with me, Joanna Lee. In this series, I'm going to be speaking to lash artists from around the globe. I want to know what makes them tick and also how they're surviving C19. Heading now to the southwest of England, I'm joined by the oh-so-humble lash artist who puts the F in fantasy lash art, international multi-award winning Cindy Nichols. Cindy, hi. Hi, Joanna. Thank you very much for having me. You are so very welcome. I can hear the birds singing in the background. Where are you? I am at the moment, I'm in Redruth in Cornwall. Um, I'm on a little small holding of a farm. Um, And uh, yeah. So I'm in the middle of nowhere, birds surrounded. It's just beautiful at the minute. Oh, how lovely. So, and so is, quiet. Is this, how you, is this how you have always done life? Have you always grown up in sort of rural surroundings? Um, well, the whole of Cornwall's pretty rural, yeah. So, yeah, it is pretty much. What was your, what was your childhood like growing up? So um, I lived on a small holding again. Um, My mum used to breed Alsatian puppies, so I was always surrounded by a horde of big dogs. Um, We've had horses and ducks and chicken and cows and all sorts. Um, So, yeah, childhood was bringing in the hay and a lot of outdoors, out in the garden, never inside, always out doing something, making dandies. a pretty privileged life when I look back on it now because uh, my child never had that experience because we lived in a village so obviously he didn't have that freedom but uh, yeah I look back on it now and think actually I was pretty lucky Um, I'd be gone all day and you wouldn't hear or see me (laughs) until I got hungry. It sounds idyllic. So you were born in 1970, so a little bit younger than me. I was born in 1969, and those really were, looking back, the kind of good old days. You'd be gone in the morning, and you'd come home when your tummy was rumbling. No mobiles. No, nobody worried. It was lovely. Oh, so your childhood really does sound idyllic, but it wasn't all plain sailing, was it? And uh, no, not perfect by any means. Um, I mean, I said that I would be out all day. There was a reason. Uh, my, ch- my father, who's my stepfather, I learned when I was 16, um, never took to me that well. Um, he was quite abusive, uh, would raise his hand rather than look at me. Um, so took feral beatings. I can remember going over to a neighbor's house and uh, he was looking for me and he literally yanked me out of her kitchen by my hair and dragged me home all the way kicking and screaming by my hair and I mean he wasn't shy he would hit me be abusive towards me in front of people and back then nobody did anything nobody reported him no nobody did anything uh teachers didn't take any notice because you know um, to get clipped round the ear by your parent was totally acceptable. Mm. Um, and I wasn't an easy child. I mean, I think I wasn't easy because of the circumstances, but mm. I had a very foul mouth. Um, <laughs> I would swear. Um, I would lose my temper, but looking back, um, I can see why. Um, mm. Yeah, so if I fell out with another kid, my goodness, uh, the wrath of my, <laughs> my tongue. Um, <laughs> It, it, was, it, was, it was pretty horrific looking back. I mean, it's funnily enough, as I grew up and was a teenager, I vowed that I was never going to swear. 
so I didn't swear for many, many years, but I, I found when I got back into lashing, I found I'm swearing again. Well, <laughs> I don't know there, why are that a, there are a lot of foul-mouthed <laughs> lashes out there, so you kind oh, of need to be is. in the gang. <laughs> yeah, well, I never was one for being in the gang. I'm quite a solitary person. Um, I got my little studio, I'm on my own, um, nobody working with me, I quite like that. Mm. Um, and it's just me, I've got no brand. Um, but yeah, I'm quite enjoying the solitude, one person in, one person out. It's easy to deal with, not too many. <laughs> uh, so yeah, no, it's, it's perfect for me, actually lashing, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. So it sounds like you're quite well suited to isolation. I pretty much am, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm dealing with this, okay. <laughs> You're at an advantage. Well, we will come on to that in a little while. How was school for you then? Presumably you had confidence issues. How did that affect you making friendships? Yeah, I wasn't good. I wasn't a teacher's pet by any means because I was that naughty kid. Um, Mm. Obviously, with my swearing, I was up in front of the headmaster I don't know how many times. Um, I nearly got the cane for stealing a chocolate bar. Uh, (laughs) I didn't steal said chocolate bar, actually. I just picked it was under my coat. And I picked it up and the person that owned it saw me with it in his hand and then went crying to the teacher saying that I'd stolen it. I thought, well, it it wasn't opened or anything. It was in my hand. But uh, yeah, so I got hiked up, nearly got the cane for that. I talked my way out of it somehow. I don't know how I managed to get out of it. I think because I was a tiny little pretty blue-eyed blonde thing, I don't think the headmaster had the heart to... uh, it was your Give angelic face, Cindy. I think so. It definitely wasn't your my tongue. Foul, that your way. foul mouth and your <laughs> angelic face. What a combination. <laughs> Dear me. I think there was one teacher that took a shine to me when I was about seven or eight. And um, that's when I think I began to blossom, I guess, mm. at school a little bit. But uh, yeah, I was absolutely, I was a nightmare child, to be, I will be honest. Well, if you didn't have a massive friendship group and you had these issues with confidence and you were kind of a loner, what made you tick back then? Where did you find your happy place? I think it was being out in the nature. Um, I would love sort of like going out looking at birds. If the frogs were spawning, I would spend hours and hours playing with frog spawn and tadpoles. Um, and when they disappeared, then I would sort of like think, well, now what shall I do? So I would wander far and far afield. I mean, I would go for miles. I really would. I mean, I think my mother, I think if she had any idea, she would uh, have gone grey. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, as a youngster, I would run away probably every morning. Mm. Um, but that stopped when I got brought home by the police and a load of police dogs when they were out searching for me. Oh, my so, goodness. So it was actually yeah. quite a wide search for you. Yes, it was. Yeah, I think because I wasn't in my normal little spot, um, she panicked. Normally Where were you? Thought, I have no idea. I can't remember now. Mm. No idea. But uh, I, I just remembered I was just wrapped up and brought home. Oh, did you did you join <laughs> groups like brownies and things? Did you get involved? Yes, yes. Um, again, I think brownies is when like seven or eight, isn't it? When you join mm-hmm. that. So, yep, join the brownies so I was doing that once a week and then after that it was the girl guides uh my mum was a um, <laughs> sorry that's a dog uh, my mum was uh, one of the cub leaders of a cub scout group mm-hmm. and uh, so I would uh, join in with the cubs as well please excuse the dog <laughs> person walking out the gate 
Okay. He's just guarding you, Cindy. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I'd go on Cub. So my holidays as a child would be Cub Camp. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, and that was it, really. Never, never did a holiday as a child. I think the first time I went abroad was when I was 28. How old so, did you? I missed that. 28. 28, right. 28 when I first went abroad, yeah. And what was your relationship like with your mum? Were you close to her despite... I mean, she must have seen the beatings. Did she not try and step in? Uh, no, I think sometimes she would try and deflect uh, his attention off of me, which I can see now. Mm. Um, but um, he was very sly with it. He would do it when I was out of her range mm. almost. Um, so I would just come back screaming my head off and she'll wonder what on earth had happened. And, was he a um, drinker? No. no, no, he had no excuses. He wasn't wow. a drinker, nothing, no. You can beat a... Bl- Blue-eyed, blonde angel, sober. Wow. Yes. Yeah, he was, he was a pretty horrific person. Where is he now? Let's go get him. So, yeah, well, now he's found God. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so um, obviously God's forgiven him of yes. all his sins. Uh, we don't have a close relationship now. Um, I've still got his Christmas present in the car. <laughs> uh, that's been wandering around with me. From how many years ago? <laughs> yeah, I know. I can't believe you actually bought him a Christmas present. I know, I still do, but I don't buy him birthday anymore. Um, it, for some reason, we still do Christmas, but I had nothing off of him this Christmas. Haven't even had a card, so I suppose it, it'll stop eventually. I guess. Has he ever said sorry? Never. Or admitted it? No. 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 Nothing. Oh. Not even touched on the subject. Right. But he's still yeah. with your mum? No. Uh, no. They divorced when I was about 15, 16. Uh, and that's probably when she told me that he wasn't my real father. Mm. So then that sort of like made sense then, thinking, well, actually, maybe he just resented me because I wasn't his. Mm. Um, but they married when I was about two. So, you know, I was on the scene. I was there before he met my mum. So he knew, you know, it wasn't like she went off with somebody else. And So... Back then, I know you were dealing with lots of stuff, but you must have had dreams as a child. What did you think you might want to be when you grew up? I think as a child, uh, probably like most children, I wanted to be a vet because I just loved being with animals. You know, they don't answer back. They just Mm. love you no matter what. You're having a good day, bad day, whatever. And obviously, I was surrounded by dogs and and animals. So it it just, for me, I felt like the animals were more my friend. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think when I... Uh, I can't remember what age I was when I went to the careers officer and he told me what exams I needed to be a vet. Mm. And I thought, nah, that's too hard. (laughs) So that's when I knocked that on the head. Uh, So what exams did you get in the end? um, I think I I got about four O levels and five CSEs, which I think the CSEs weren't really a pass, uh, but the four O levels were okay. And where did Um, they take you? Um, I initially, after I left school, I went to art college. I went to Falmouth Art School. That does not surprise me in the slightest. Yeah. So I suppose when I realized that animals weren't going to be my solace, I think I found art and craft and just, um, yeah, losing myself in that really. Mm. 
So now you can see how the path develops, can't yes, you, slowly? Ab- absolutely. <laughs> Did you get um, jobs that involved artistic skills or what did you do? Well, so I, I did a, initially, I think when I left college, I got a job with a tea towel printing company and they would design and make um, sort of souvenir tea towels. They were a really big company down here and they would distribute worldwide. So, um, yeah, I got my art sort of like in there um obviously the recession in the 80s sort of like that went uh, uh pop mm-hmm. so um i then went on uh i think I, it was factory work i just didn't feel like i had the worthiness to do anything better so it was factory work i worked in a pottery i did a, um I used my art there because i was decorating pottery that was quite nice but um yeah pasties pottery um it was generally the lower jobs I never Mm. sort of like set my standard that high um and it wasn't until absolutely I mean I suppose I had it drummed into me I was just a girl I wasn't going to make nothing I think when I said I wanted to go to art college he was like well what are you going to do with that that's no good and Mm. I think all your life if you're told you're no good you do believe it yes Definitely. So uh, I think it's when I had my child, um, it was then I started working with children. Um, I was 24 when I had him and uh, married his father. So life was all good then. Um, I worked down at the primary school as a teaching assistant. And uh, from there, I went on to work in social care, working with teenagers in children's homes. And I did that for 13 years. And that's what I did up until the time I became a lash artist. Oh, how old's your son now? So he is now, I've got to think, because he's just had a birthday. What year? I think he's 26. 26. And is he nearby? He lives, well, he's about 15, 20 miles away. Not that far, but you would think it was the other side of the world, to be fair. <laughs> well, at the moment, you just can't see anyone, can you? So... No. Everywhere feels far away. Have you seen him at all during this period of lockdown? No, not at all. No, we've no. obviously we spoke on the phone and stuff, but uh, he's all right. He's he's okay. He's not wanting for much. So uh, I think he's on day eight now. Well, thank goodness for what do you mean day eight? He is he day eight of isolation. Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> but he hasn't been affected by the virus or anything. No, no, uh, no. I think everybody. Yeah, everybody around me that I know so far of escaped it down here i think we've been quite sheltered i think there's been about 80 cases total so far 80 80 confirmed cases yeah yeah confirmed yeah so those are only the people that get to icu aren't they that get tested yes okay yeah so what's your current setup at home cindy um well in june unfortunately i split up with my long-term partner um, that was due to me working and being totally obsessed with the lashes. And I don't think he could cope with uh, being me being asked to attend conferences and judging. I was getting a lot of attention. I just don't think he could deal with it. So sadly, we went our separate ways. Hmm. Um, in that time, I had to evict my tenant um, out of my flat because obviously I had nowhere to live. Um, and I finally got her out on the 27th of January, but she left my flat in a totally unlivable condition. So mm-hmm. I've been living with friends since June. Um, and, 
yeah, so I gutted my flat. Uh, my son was helping me do it up because he's in the building trade. He was doing it in evenings and weekends, but obviously that's all stopped now during this virus outbreak. Mm. Uh, so yeah, my flat has stopped and I'm living with the gracious courtesy of my friends who are um, elderly. Um, they're both over 70. One has COPD, um, but they're graciously letting me live here. So I'm in the isolation with them. So I'm not on oh. my own, luckily, but very I'm privileged sure. to have good friends around me, I suppose. I'm sure they're very happy to have you there as well. Yes, yes. I've, I'm trying to help out. I've just helped do, doing a load of wood. So <laughs> I'm earning my... That's good. So you are sofa surfing <laughs> during this isolation. I am, yes. <laughs> Which is hard, being in somebody else's house. Um, but yeah, we're making the best of it. Let's talk about how you got into Lashes. Yes. So um, coming to the end of my career working for the council um, with teenagers in care, um, things were getting shut down. Uh, council was making cut after cut after cut. And although the big, big wigs were saying, no, we're never going to get rid of this service. It's a really valued service. We need it. We need the teenagers to go somewhere because nobody wants to foster a teenager no. um, because they're, they are a bundle of nightmares to be fair <laughs> um you know and, and especially when they're in care they've got no respect for anything mm. or anyone you know they they've had a rough life and I suppose I um connected with them on that level uh because obviously I didn't have the most best to start so I could connect with some of them but I mean to be fair their stories some of them were far worse than mine um but uh, yeah, the cuts were made and uh, we were all sort of like all the staff would be sitting around a table thinking, you know, what are we going to do next? You know, it's going to happen. It's coming. And uh, I thought I could stay in this sector, but I'm going to be in interviews up against every single one of my colleagues. So I thought I need to do something different. And I can remember the first time I had my eyelashes done and I just felt absolutely amazing um because i've got blonde hair you can't see my lashes you can't see my brows and all of a sudden i woke up in the morning and i had lashes oh. i just loved it uh so um i just thought well if i could give somebody else that feeling that would be pretty nice that is so exactly my, my own experience and i bet yeah. so many lash artists out there found lashes through having their own lashes done and just thought Absolutely. this is amazing we need to spread this yes. love Yes, absolutely. And um, yeah, so I, I just, well, I announced it to my colleagues. They laughed because I'm <laughs> the sort of person that was the outdoorsy person. I would take the kids camping. We would go up on the moors walking and to announce that I was going into beauty. They were like, uh, Cindy, really? <laughs> um, but yeah, I think even they're surprised because um, they're looking at me in their mundane little jobs now and thinking, mm -hmm. oh, Cindy's doing actually pretty good look at her so, I know but I still can't believe it no <laughs> but uh, yeah I'm, I'm yeah I'm very very privileged I think to have got where I am so you trained in classic lashes I presume I in 2014 yes and how long did it take you to actually lash full-time um I didn't I was made redundant in March of 2016 
So then I had a little bit of redundancy money behind me and I thought I'll give myself 12 months and if I make it, great. If I don't, then I've got some money that, you know, is there for a bit of a backup and uh, I'll just find something else to do. So yeah, I gave myself 12 months and um, in that time I'd entered a few competitions and the word was starting to get out. I was in the local papers and uh, people started coming and it's been pretty full ever since really. I mean, you still work really long days, don't I you? I do. Uh, yeah, I do. I work 10, 12-hour days, which I need to switch. And now I think I've had this period of rest. I think I need to switch what I'm doing and sort of like start earning some money instead of working so hard. How um, on earth do you lash for 10 or 12 hours a day I think my maximum capacity is about six hours and by the end of six I'm a basket case oh I see um, I'll do six hours and feel like I've done a half day oh it's it's crazy I, I suppose I'm just used to being out the house and just doing something I guess I don't know it's just so physical I just also my eyes struggle I mean maybe you don't have that problem but I wear these massive goggles to magnify my clients lashes and and that does really strain my eyes plus I get RSI in my thumbs you must be fitter and have better eyes than me Cindy well I do have the magnifiers to be honest I won't be able to see a thing without them so and I have no since I've started lashing they've got stronger and stronger and stronger Mm. over the years and I think I'm gonna have to look at something because I think I'm on the strongest setting now times five Um, um well no I think I'm on times 3.5 are you telling me there's more yes I've got times five oh no maybe I haven't maybe I'm making that up I might need to have a look and check that but yes I look like Mr. Magoo when I open the front door yeah. to the postman. Yeah, when the, when the uh, delivery guys come in, I've got this gas mask on. He's got great big magnifiers. <laughs> I must look an absolute horrendous state. But none of them come near me, which is hilarious. <laughs> they just say, all right, I'll just drop your parcel here, chuck it in the door, I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> so you do struggle with self-worth, Cindy, which is hilarious, really, when I look at your list of achievements. If I just look down at my notes, you've been a judge 17 times. You have won eight competitions, probably more if you actually look at it. You have (laughs) been finalists, a finalist in plenty of other competitions, including Lash Artist of the Year. And you were nominated in the top 100 Lash Artists globally. You've had five front covers on international Lash magazines. You're a trainer. I mean, what more do you need to do before you actually believe in yourself? I actually, I don't know. I really don't know. I spoke the internet because I'm just sort of like in my little room and in my little bubble. You don't realize how many people are looking Mm. because social media sort of like takes you so far, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. And um, it sounds like your dog's actually trying to eat you. Are you all right? No. They're trying to eat each other because they're dropping loads of toys at my feet and they're like playing with They want you to throw them. Yes. I just got rid of one. (laughs) (laughs) He'll be back. Yes. (laughs) Oh dear. So yes, tell me about social media and how how that works for you. I'm a bit rubbish at social media. I don't know what you're like, Joanne. Well, Uh, I do my best, but it is, it's a full-time job. It is really. And I mean, these, these like other lash charts that I see that are posting all the time. I think, where do you find the time? But I'm guessing because I'm lashing and I've got my hands full of tweezers, 
I don't have, I don't set aside time to do social media. Um, so, you know, it's usually when I'm in the toilet or something, <laughs> I'll think, oh, but I may, Maybe you don't even need to. When you have won as many titles as you have and you have spoken at as many events and judged competitions, maybe, maybe you're, everyone knows who you are, Cindy. Yeah, but that's surreal because I, 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 yeah, that just blows my mind, to be honest. But I love that about you. I love the humility that you come with. And I've listened to you speak and you, you, that does really come across. And then we look at your pictures and your lash sets and it's just, it's incredible. I mean, your imagination and the, the fantasy pieces that you achieve. I mean, where do you begin with those? Yeah, well, um, I really do take my time, I have to say. Um, I, I will spend months preparing for a uh, competition. And that's only because um, I found buying online is a lot cheaper, mm. definitely from China. Uh, but it takes a long, long time for stuff to uh, arrive. So, um, yeah, I'm forever sort of like researching where to buy stuff, where to buy stuff cheaper. And, uh, and then waiting for it to turn up and just slowly, bit by bit, build build and build and build just keep going I think with lash art um too much is never enough Mm. I think more more is more with lash art I I think there's nothing subtle about it is what I'm learning so I think you know the more crazy the more the more you can get on there I think the, the better I'm so gutted because I I thought well, I'm going to push myself out of my comfort zone and the Lash Social um, competition is coming up and I had entered fantasy but the model that I wanted is very specific there is no other model like them and they can't come to me for obvious reasons and although the um, the deadline has been pushed back I still don't see it happening so I'm gutted I've got all of the bits and I've prepared and I've rehearsed it's just so gutting this blinking virus it just needs to pee off yeah absolutely and yeah I do feel sorry for people that are trying to get their models and can't at the minute so I suppose a lot of lash artists competitions at the moment are going to be quite empty Mm. well it's a good time to enter if you can or if you've already entered great that's it if you've got children i suppose that you can lash (laughs) you'll have to use those wouldn't you i don't know i mean well i need one with a beard and my girls don't have beards but um (laughs) damn damn. i suppose i could order a stick on (laughs) you could see look that's a whole new skill set (laughs) i could just yes absolutely Mm, you're giving me ideas now no i think there are restrictions on model ages as well which is also annoying because I could switch over to the volume category but I can't lash an 11 or a 15 year old I don't think oh you might get away with a 15 year old yeah if it's your own yeah other than that it's the cat or the husband yeah (laughs) the cat will probably be more easier when husbands are very resistant So what's your situation now? Obviously, we are in this bizarre lockdown scenario. I know that your personality is quite well suited to a certain level of isolation, but everyone has their limits. Surely it must be getting on your nerves a bit. I've got to admit, I'm missing the tweezers. I'm sort of like thinking, well, could I just pop into work and do something? Because I have got a model with half a lash art creation on it. 
Um, and I thought, well, I could do it. But at the moment, I'm living with a 70-year-old with COPD. So if I go out, it would be a bit selfish of me. Oh, wow. So I've got to think of them at the minute. So um, I'm behaving myself and staying in. But it's, it's paining me, I have to say. Is there anything you can practice at home? I haven't got anything here. No tweezers, no lashes, no nothing. Oh, shall we send you something? <laughs> yeah, I wasn't very well. Well, you'd have to send me magnifiers. You're gonna have to. Send me oh, I've got a spare pair. I could send you. I could send you my spare pair. I think we need. We need a Cindy lash and tweezer appeal. I think we should do this, and then we want pictures of you practicing at home. Okay, we'll talk after this and find out exactly what you need, and we'll get something in the post too you <laughs> this oh, could go viral Cindy oh, pardon the pun <laughs> yes oh, perfect perfect timing oh, can you, these dogs have got paddocks to play in and they are right by my feet can you believe it it's always the way so what's your plan for getting through C19? I hope you're the 70 year old you're living with has got a good repertoire of jokes uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's starting I think now I think cabin fever is starting to set in a little bit um, oh, do you have yeah. TVs and stuff there or are you living the truly um, rural life yeah um, they don't watch much TV I've been watching sort of like lots of catch up programs on my laptop up in the bedroom but uh, yeah I, I, we do find that we've gone like um, Eva's in the kitchen and Alan's gone to his bedroom and I've gone to my bedroom and it's like very quiet in the house lately the last few days it's like yeah I think so we're having enough now I know it's only been a week I know well I'm on day 12 are I'm you really done too yeah oh maybe may, uh, uh, to be honest I don't know what day it is yeah I know it's hard what it's date like Christmas, it is isn't it? That, that bit between Christmas and New Year is like what's the day what's the date where are we yeah no idea so I so you're not keeping terribly busy then. I suppose at least you've got nature, so you can go for a good old ramble with your dogs. Yeah, yeah. I'm pulling up weeds out of planters at the moment. That's my little thing for today. But if this goes on for another 12 weeks and beyond, you're going to need that package. I've got to get onto that. I've got to send you some yeah. tweezers. I, I think I'm going to be sneaking into work if I'm stuck here that long. Who's bringing your um, provisions and stuff? If you can't go out, can you go to the shops, or are people bringing you your supplies? I did. I did manage to go out um, Thursday. Yeah, Thursday of last week, and did a bit of shopping for them. But uh, we played it Uber safe. I think I dropped all the shopping in the porch, and I went straight in and had a shower, and all yeah. the clothes went in the laundry and. Um, they unpacked the shopping and obviously I think they disinfected probably every single package and oh, yeah it's, I know. Uh, the whole unloading but, the shopping is unreal isn't it I mean I know it's, it's uh, another who'd level have thought, who, who'd have thought it that you had to literally sanitize every package tip out yeah. every thing of cereal into another container it's just crazy yeah yeah it's very quickly yeah, becoming is, the new reality, though, isn't it? It is. Yeah, life has changed. I don't think it'll ever go back to what it was, I don't think. That was my next question. Do you think this whole experience <laughs> will change the way you approach life in the future? I think so. I don't know, I don't know if we're ever going to eradicate this virus. It's a 100% unless people start staying in. Um, so, yeah, I think it's just going to be around 
on the download for a long, long time. Do you think so? I oh, think. Man. Well, I hope not. <laughs> but um, but what about us getting out there and getting it with the old herd immunity? I mean, I know that that obviously has very detrimental um, effects on some sectors of society. But what about? Uh, I suppose it with that thirteen-year-old dying yesterday. Actually, it, it's not even. It, it doesn't discriminate, does it? No, and I think the government made the mistake of saying most of us who get it will just have mild symptoms because I think people have taken it a little bit lightly. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, it's certainly eyes are opening now, aren't they? When you think, oh, well, they weren't didn't have underlying conditions mm. and didn't make it. So yeah, it, it's slowly getting scarier and scarier, I think. But Boris is fine, and so is Prince Charles. So, you yes. know, the majority of people do recover. Yes. And we're not hearing that, are we? No. That um, would be helpful, hearing. wouldn't it? It would, because it will give it a balance. At the moment, we're just hearing the scary stuff. Yeah. But like, like you say, there's no balance to it. If we got like, well, this many died, but however, this many went home, mm. um, people might, might feel a bit... Uh, different i would like to get some lash artists on here that have come through it and out the other side because i think that would be encouraging and wouldn't it be amazing if you'd had it and you'd come through it and then you get your certificate of immunity and you could go out again yeah it'd be crazy i mean we were thinking the other day all these viruses that were going around at christmas that knocked people off their feet i mean Mm. what was that virus yeah. Because um, the people were pretty poorly around Christmas, weren't they? Yeah. Well, what, maybe it was it. Yeah, we don't know, do we? No, well, well maybe bring, we'll on those, bring on those antibody tests and that'll, uh, that surely is going to help. I hope so. So let's try and end on a positive note. I know it's all so scary at the moment, but I'm asking everybody, Cindy, what three things you have done today or yesterday, if it's still a bit too early, that you can pat yourself on the back for? Oh, three things. Oh, mm-hmm. Well, actually, I've been pretty lazy yesterday. Yesterday, I decided to start watching Game of Thrones. Oh, wow. So, um, I know. I thought I've got time to watch all that now. <laughs> so that's uh, kept me busy yesterday. Uh, but I'm doing a little bit of gardening, so I'm enjoying that at the minute. I've been uh, going for all the props this morning. Done the laundry. It's actually, it's getting harder and harder to do those day-to-day things, I think, because you think, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> manana, manana. Yeah, got plenty of time to do it tomorrow. Are you, so, a wo- yeah. are you a woman for a list? Do you have like a list of projects for the day to give your day structure or do you just wing it? I wing it. I've always <laughs> winged it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Cindy, I have loved talking to you. Thank you so much. It's been lovely to hear those birds singing and to have that interaction from your canine friends as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're, they're signing out as well. Like, <laughs> Thank you very much. And I'll speak to you Thank in a you couple of me. weeks to see how Beautiful. you are doing. Thanks, Joe. Take care, my lovely. 19.